Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into What Makes Me Mad, a podcast where I discuss the things that make me mad. What is going on, everybody? This episode 110 of the podcast. Uh, it's crazy. You start recording and you're like, man, I'm going to get to 100. And now I'm like, hey, I'm going to try to get to 200. So that is the plan. Uh, we'll keep you obviously updated on that. There will be a long way to go on that, but you never know what will happen. But I'm excited to record today. Uh was going to try to record yesterday. Uh, again, arrangements with Jasper did not work out, unfortunately. So if you were hoping to hear some home talent baseball uh, woes, I mean, it will just mainly be coming from me. Uh, but if you were planning to hear it from Jasper, well, then I apologize for that. As I play with the mic here, yeah, there we go. Just trying to make things sound a little bit better for everybody. But that's what we got going on. Uh, you know, always trying to make the audio sound a little bit better. Because, uh, you know, I've listened to people uh, who do not have good audio uh, when they have a microphone. And it's pretty tough. You know, they go to some weddings. People don't know how to hold the mics properly. You go to home talent baseball. People don't know how to properly announced into the mic so for example i swear to god it's like everyone pulls the mic literally like right up right here and you hear all that reverb right there yeah it doesn't sound very good does it no the whole point of a microphone is that if you hold it away from you you can still hear so like i am decently far enough away from the microphone where i can talk normal volume it's gonna get played back into said mic and then it's going to get broadcast you know either through the sound system or whatnot or through your phone or whatnot you don't have to hold the mic literally right up to your mouth like you can hold it down i think the proper way is i believe if i remember it's either like i always like kind of holding it a little bit like farther away but some people just literally just right up right to their mouth and it's like no that's terrible because then it's just going to be very very loud and just a bunch of popping and reverb and not nah, not gonna be very good but so i just wanted to get that off my chest a little bit but i'm excited though uh i had some stuff happen with uh this week that has definitely made me mad and i'm ready to get into it so one of the first things that made me mad recently was uh getting poured on so i've talked before about getting poured on it's not fun when you get caught up in a rainstorm but it happens but one of the things that happened i was covering home talent baseball on the 4th of july which i enjoy doing i enjoy covering home talent baseball enjoy the teams that i cover it's always a good time uh this 4th of july a little tough because if you're in the wisconsin area it rained pretty good so i was watching the weather forecast on I think it was Sunday night, and they are talking about what the forecast is going to bring, right? And at first, uh, you know, uh, meteorologist says, yeah, it's going to come through at 8 o'clock. So I was like, oh, sweet, they'll get home talented. Uh, well, you wake up on Monday, and it's like, well, that's clearly not going to happen because there's uh, a storm cell literally coming through the western part of Wisconsin that's going to make its way uh, through the state, right? So all the home talent games started at 1. And all of them knew that rain was in the forecast. So if you know rain's going to be in the forecast, and baseball's one of the sports that you really can't play in the rain because then you have the mound 
gets a little bit tricky and you know that you don't want the dirt turning into mud and then you have guys slipping and sliding it's kind of tough to play it in the rain right so if you know it's coming if you know rain is coming at one and two o'clock wouldn't it make sense to maybe start the game up a little bit earlier maybe you started at noon maybe even 11 30 you know i don't know like if you have to get in touch with the umpires what their schedule's like, what everyone's schedule's like, but my whole philosophy would be we have uh, technology that literally tells us, you know, when uh, rain is going to be coming through, uh, what it looks like, would it make sense just to move said start time up or move said start time back instead of being like, all right, let's go, and then five minutes in the game starts getting poured on. Don't make a whole lot of sense to me because that literally happened as well too up in Watertown I was going to go cover the Legion baseball game up there on Tuesday night, mind you. Tuesday, same thing like Monday. Storms in the forecast. Looking at the weather forecast. Still at 7 o'clock. Like, literally, it says, uh, I think storms are going to start at 6 or 7 or something like that. Game was still on. All right, fine. We're going to try it. You know, I've seen it happen where it says storms are at the forecast. So that storms still happen at the forecast, right? Get to the ballpark. They're, finish, they're waiting for a younger Legion game to finish up. That game finishes up at about, say, 6.45 or so. 10-run rule gets enacted, thank God, right? And it's like, all right, let's get this game literally started. Like, because it looks like the skies are about to open up literally any second. And I just want to get a couple photos, and then I'll bounce. Everyone, nah. Everyone's talking about the forecast. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, I think it's going to go south. I think it's going to go south. Everyone in the grandstand talking, yeah, I think it's going to go south. And, you know, that was how the case was looking, right? That's how things were looking. And even when you check the radar, saw storms heading south. But you can look at the radar, but also, too, you can use your eyes and look up at said clouds. And when you see a big, dark storm cloud moving in, uh, common sense tells you, yeah, that looks like rain to me, chief. It's so they don't even start the game at on time at seven. I think it would start at like seven ten. Which by the way, baseball, don't get me wrong, I love it the whole like yeah, if you need to warm up and stretch properly, there's some stuff where it's like, yeah, that's completely unnecessary. I feel like you just kinda do your stretches and your warm up, throw catch a little bit, maybe take some grounders. Yeah, good. You don't need to do the whole diamond routine. That's the one thing that blew my mind, like and you think like, all right, this game just got done. Let's get this game underway because it literally looks like the sky's going to open up any second, right? Watertown, now nah, we're going to go out and we're going to do some uh, warm-ups and drills and everything like that. And I'm like, all right, whatever. You don't want guys getting hurt or anything like that. They get done with theirs. They go to the other team. They're like, hey, the field's yours. You know, let them do it. They, the other team doesn't even take uh, the field for warm-ups, which I'm like, all right, if they're not taking the field for warm-ups, like, let's get this game underway. But a couple minutes go past. Everyone's still just kind of like, oh, you know, not, a, not like a huge storm's about to roll in, right? So literally, the Watertown takes the field. And as they start to warm up, rain starts to hit. Which, as a photographer, I'm like, God, I hate shooting in rain. So... Uh, I was able to get a couple pictures of the pitcher, uh, tossed some warm-ups, and then also I got one of him as he got, like, the first batter, or, like, his first pitch to the batter, because literally right after the first actual pitch of the game, 
just guys, just completely opened up. Complete downpour. I'm in a, my nice uh, gray American Eagle uh, shirt and khakis and just absolutely got soaked in that just because it's an absolute downpour. Like, winds picked up. And that's another thing, too. When the winds start picking up, that's when you know a storm's rolling in, right? So anyone with a brain should be like, all right, you know, the storm's rolling in. What do we do? And so sure as shit, it looked like from out there, uh, when I was, as I was running to my car, uh, they called the players off the field. And then uh, I think a couple minutes later, they ended up calling the game because, you know, there's lightning. And it's like, what was the whole point of that? We have technology that literally shows when rain's rolling. Like, yeah, if, like, rain happens, like, sure, we can play through it. But you know thunderstorms are rolling through. You know all this is happening. Why even, first off, why even try getting it off at this point? But also, too, uh, you know, why, why try to fight it? Why, you know, maybe just adjust your schedule or something like that. But I'm just, as I'm sitting in my car, just absolutely soaked, watching this rainstorm roll through. And it's like, we all saw it. I, or maybe I shouldn't say we all saw it because it seemed like I was the only one that was like, there's a huge storm rolling through. Am I the only one that's seen this? Because everyone's like, yeah, no, I think it's going to go south. I think it's going to go south. And it's like huge-ass cloud rolling over the, our heads. Yeah, it's going to go south, all right. It's going to go... It's the, what's going to go south is trying to get this game in on time. And so, yeah, it, well, it's just like... That would piss me off, especially with, like, gas prices being, like, expensive, too. Like, if I was a parent on the opposing team, I'd be like, this is kind of dumb. I drove all the way to Watertown just for one out and then like the game gets or like then the game gets called off because you know no one had any brains to check the weather forecast yeah that would piss me off but just you know i i, I don't get it i'm not i'm you know, i'm not in charge of all these things but i think i should be it's like what should happen is i'll be the guy that, like, makes the calls on decisions. Like, they'll be like, hey, we want to try getting this game in? What do we do? And I'll be like, hey, here's what we got to do. Start the game up a little bit early. Uh, we'll try and take as little time in between pitches. Uh, you know, we got to be quick about this, right? We can get the game in, but if you do the whole theatrics and bullshit and taking your sweet-ass time getting this game going, then it's going to be a problem, right? So that's why I'm like, maybe you should put me in charge of being the one that makes the final call. Or it's like, oh, storms are just going to be rolling through the entire day. I will push back tomorrow. We'll push back another day. Don't have me be in charge of, like, scheduling. Just have me make the call. Just, I'll be the one be like, yes, you can play, but you got to start it early. Or you got to wait for this storm to roll through. Instead of just being like, all right, we made this schedule three months in advance. We got to start it at 7. No, you don't. Start it at 6.30 or something. Start it. I don't know, maybe play at a different field if the fields are occupied. That's what the WIAA did, which was, you know, good decision for the baseball tournament. They had some storms rolling through uh, the Fond du Lac area, so they had to call off some games for the state tournament. And so what they did was they just moved a couple people to different fields, and they were able to get the games in the next day for a championship Thursday or whatnot. It's like, see, that's all you have to do. Find another ballpark in the area. You play here, uh, and then we'll get all these games in and done on time. That's it, right? That's all that you have to do. But instead, a lot of people are just like, nope, we said we were going to play at this date at a certain time, and we're going to do it, no matter what the weather forecast looks like. 
or no matter what that huge rain cloud looks like. It just makes me mad. It makes me mad just going and just getting absolutely poured on when I was like, yeah, we all saw this come. Or again, I saw it coming. Not other people apparently, but I saw it coming. So it, it, uh, it pissed me off. And another thing that made me mad recently was big, big news in the college football world. And again, yes, you gotta love it when I just talk sports for the entire time, sorry. But one of the things that made me mad recently was the Big Ten is now taking in USC and UCLA for, I don't know when they're coming in. I don't know. College football, just side note, is so weird when it comes to uh, when teams can be scheduled. They'll have non-conference games get scheduled all the way out until 2028, but then teams can move uh, conferences literally in the blink of an eye almost. It's like, well, wait a minute. I want to see Ohio State. I have to wait like five more years to see Ohio State, Georgia, but then all it takes is a year for USC and UCLA to join the Big Ten. Like, that's dumb. And wouldn't it make... I don't know. Again, maybe just put me in charge of having decisions. But USC and UCLA are reportedly going to join the Big Ten. Forget what year they're planning on doing it. I want to say 2024. We're just going to assume it's going to be 2024. All right. I hate the move. I absolutely hate the move with a burning passion. I enjoy college football. Uh, I am a big tradition guy. I enjoy rivalries. And I just, just enjoy the fact where it's like when you get into conference play, you know the teams that you hate in the conference. You have your rivalries. You don't like them. So, like, that's what makes the game great. And, and I don't know, everyone's got a fighting chance to win, basically. When you join, when you have new conference or teams join your conference, what happens is, you know, I don't really have a bone to pick with USC. I, I don't have anything bad to say about UCLA aside from the fact that they cost me winning college basketball uh, March Madness bracket. But aside from that, like, I don't have any beef with them. They're two LA schools. But what the fuck does L.A. have to do with Big Ten football? When I think of Big Ten football, I'm thinking, you know, ground and pound, a hard-nosed defense, uh, you know, Ohio State, Michigan, being played November, cold, winter day, uh, day after, or the Thanksgiving weekend or something like that. You know, I think of that, like tradition. I think uh, Illinois, Northwestern battling to a 3-0 victory on 11 o'clock day or an 11 o'clock start on a Saturday afternoon on ESPN2. Like, that's what I think of. I don't think of USC facing Illinois. I mean, I know that was a Rose Bowl game, I think, a couple of years ago. But USC, Indiana, like, UCLA facing Minnesota, like, that just doesn't scream matchup worthy to me. And what pisses me off about college football realignment, and this happened with Oklahoma and Texas deciding they were going to join the SEC, it just takes away from the traditions, I feel like, of college football. You know, what I like about it is, yeah, you have your teams that most likely are going to be at the top of the conferences each year. But what makes it exciting is when you beat those guys. And when you have, you know, Texas, or when you have Oklahoma, 
goes and joins the SEC and you have, you know, all those teams that are really good in there, it just it makes an uneven balance, basically, I feel like, in college football. And I, what I would love is for the NCAA uh, committee and all the people that are in charge of it, I would like for them to actually step in and be like, no, we have to approve of it. Instead of having the schools be like, I would like to make a move, uh, you should have to be like, well, NCAA gets final rules. Because there's some, there's some, you know... Uh, conferences where it's like they've moved over the years. I think Arkansas moved out of the Big 12 a couple years ago, joined the SEC. That's worked out good. Uh, you know, Missouri and uh, Texas A&M left the Big 12 a couple years ago, joined the SEC. I think that move's worked out good for Texas A&M for football. Uh, it really hasn't for Missouri, uh, but whatever. And just this whole, you got five big conferences, it seems like. But what's happening now, and if this thing goes through with UCLA and uh, USC, you have two big teams coming from the Pac-12 to the Big Ten. What's basically going to happen is you're going to have two teams or two conferences that are insanely huge, two mega conferences, and then you're going to have the ACC, which you know has one or two decent teams, and then you have the Big 12 and Pac-12 that maybe will put out one or two decent teams too. But what's going to happen is that's going to create an uneven balance for a college football playoff where only four teams are going to get in. So what's going to happen then is everyone's going to be like, well, the Big Ten and SEC are extremely strong, have a lot of talent in there. We're going to have to put two of them in, and we're going to have to take two from the SEC as well too. So you're going to take two teams from the Big Ten, two teams from the SEC, and put them in the college football playoff. What a fun playoff, am I right? Or what's going to end up happening is... The Big Ten and the SEC are going to break off from the NCAA and do their own league. It's probably going to happen. Uh, but the NCAA, only thing they do, it seems like whenever uh, a kid wants to transfer to go see or be close to his sick grandfather, or if uh, he wants to make a couple extra bucks, all of a sudden the NCAA is like, whoa, 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 we don't want college football to get hurt. You know, we don't, this ruining college football. They don't step in at all. They don't do anything that helps the game. All of like the big issues that are happening right now in NCAA or in college football, college basketball, college sports could have been prevented if the NCAA would have just taken some decent actions and just gotten with the time. Everyone talks about, oh, NIL is ruining college football. NIL is ruining college basketball. These guys are making millions, blah, blah, blah. It's ruining the game. First off, I'm going to go to bed at night and I'm going to wake up the same way if a college basketball player is making a million dollars off his university or not. If he wants to do that, good for him. If someone wants to pay him money to rep their product, good for them. No skin off my back. So I don't know why this whole, oh, these college kids are now making a bunch of money. It's ruining NIL. It's really the game. No, no, it's not. What's happening is you. it's like this whole... We all kind of knew it was happening. We might as well just make it legal about it. Like, I don't know a good way to describe it. It's kind of like uh, speeding. A lot of people speed. It's against the law to speed, but a lot of people do it. So then it'd be like if all of a sudden the speed limit got raised to 65 or something. It's like, oh, no, everyone goes faster. It's like, well, everyone was doing that before. So you might as well just get with the time. But if the NCAA would have just got out ahead of this and... And just been like, you all know what? 
we can still find a way for the colleges to make their money. And also, too, we can find a way to keep the players happy as well, too. Because, you know, these are players that are over 18. They are adults. They should be able to make their money, right? And they have... And the NCAA has just done dumb things over the years. I remember it was some school in Florida had a college uh, kicker uh, who was making trick shot videos on YouTube with, like, uh, his field goal case. So he's making money on his own because a lot of people are like, oh, if they need money so bad, why can't they just go get a job? Well, so this kid decides, hmm, I'm talented at this. I'm going to make money off it on YouTube, sell some ads, and it got really successful, right? And TA decides to step in and be like, whoa, 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 you either got to stop the trick shot videos or you got to, you know, it's one or the other. This is affecting your scholarship. It's like, really? How is that no different than him, you know, like working a nine to five at a grocery store? Like, just let the kid make the videos. Let him make some couple bucks on the side. But the NCAA had to step in and be like, no, 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 you can't do that. So a couple years go by, Supreme Court decision gets handed down. And in a 9-0 decision, do you know how hard it is for a Supreme this Supreme Court to agree unanimously on an issue? Do you know how bad of an argument you must have to make where it, it becomes 9-0, where they're all like, yeah, no, this is stupid. It got a 9-0 decision was in favor of the athletes being able to make money off them. And one of the things they brought up was college football coaches' salaries have gone up tremendously over the years. Why aren't the players getting this money as well, too? And then is like, duh, uh, uh, I, I don't know. So then what happened is it got ruled that NIL, you could make a bunch of money off it. So then basically the floodgates opened. Which, obviously, if you're going to say to a 19, popular 19-year-old, hey, you have the opportunity to make money. Obviously, they're going to be like, oh, hell yeah, I'm going to try doing that. Like, you know, tomorrow is a guarantee. I'm going to try to make as much money off as I can. Like, why would, why would anyone not do that? Like, what person, for all the people that are like, oh, this is ruining college football for me. What? Why? How is this ruining? Like, high school... You know, sure, yeah, a lot of them are playing for the love of the game. College, Division like a lot of Division One guys, Division Two, II, Division Three, you know, are also playing for the love of the game. If they're making a couple extra bucks off it, just I don't understand how it's like. Oh, he's good to drive a Lamborghini now. Oh, I this is ruining the game for me. But why do you care so much? Oh, I'm sorry you weren't born with the ability to run a 4-3-40 and have the ability to stop and cut on a dime. Like, I don't know what you want. Uh, like, that's just how it happens. I wish I was smart enough to be an astronaut so I could make a shit ton of money. I'm not smart enough to become an astronaut. Oh, well, no more boo-hoo and crying. Like, might as well figure out what I'm talented at and do it. But a lot of people are like, ooh, this upsets me. But what should have happened is... College football, or NCAA should have figured out, alright, this is going to be an issue, let's just get out ahead of it, let's create something, let's create a certain set of rules, so that way, you know, we can figure out, or even when the, the decision got handed down, they should have been like, alright, let's roll with the Supreme Court decision, we'll figure out a way, so this just isn't the wild, wild west. And you want to know what it's turned into? The wild, wild west. Because the NCAA just sat with their hands, uh, on their hands, basically, and were like, yeah, we're not going to do anything about it. Basically, it turns into the wild, wild west. 
You've got guys threatening to transfer if they don't get NIL money, all this other shit, right? And that's another thing, too. People are making a huge issue out of the transfer portal. Well, guess what? A lot of kids transfer from universities. Uh, it's not just for for uh, for sports. It's also for academics as well, too. You're 18 and you're getting told, you know, hey, we'll, we'll give you the keys to the program. You know, you're going to be this five-star recruit. You're going to get all the playing time and you get there and it's not what they promised. Yeah, you should have the ability to be like, I want to go elsewhere and I'm only getting so many years in college. Like, I want to take advantage of it. So everyone's like, oh, everyone's transferring. Ah, big deal. Like, you know how many good-ass kids are going through a program? Like, you can find another good-ass kid in high school and then just be like, all right, sucks that we lost that five-star prospect, but, you know, we got other guys right here. Like, that gives other guys opportunity to step up. Everyone was crying about people dropping out or opting out of bowl games uh, for the college football season because, you know, if you're a star recruit, you don't want to get hurt, you know, and also, too, I understand some guys like playing for the love of the game. Do whatever you want, all right? Like, the way I see it is it's still going to be Ohio State versus Utah in the Rose Bowl. I'm going to watch it because I love the Rose Bowl. If a couple guys decide to opt out, whatever, no big deal, because I just know with the college football Division One program, there's going to be other talented kids behind them. So everyone was making a big deal. Oh, Chris Olave, uh, Garrett Wilson. I want to say maybe there's one other guy for Ohio State uh, that decided wasn't going to play. They didn't want to play. They didn't want to risk getting injured because, you know, in football you have a freak injury and all of a sudden that could derail your career. It has happened to people. Uh, Jalen Smith, prime example, uh, really messed up his leg in the Fiesta Bowl a couple years ago. Was going to be a top five overall pick. Fucked up the leg, dropped to the second round. It ended up having a nice, decent career out of it, but, you know, it's always like, a, hey, you know, what happens if he doesn't get injured? So then everyone's like, oh, it's, that's a shame, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, whatever. People are still going to step up. And so you want to know what literally happened in that Rose Bowl? Oh, Ohio State has a kid go off for like 280 yards, sets a Rose Bowl record for receiving yards, catches, all this, has an amazing game. Shout out to Jackson Smith and Jigba. That was a fun-ass game to watch. All right? Like, guess what? Like, they still got talented guys. Marvin Harrison Jr., son of Hall of Fame wide receiver Marvin Harrison, is also on the Ohio State Buckeyes. You think a son of a Hall of Fame wide receiver is going to be talented? I think so. And you want to know what happened in that Rose Bowl? He went into said game with only about three catches on the year. With the opt-outs happening, he moved up the depth chart. He got some playing time. He caught three touchdown passes that game. People are going to step up, all right? Like this whole crying about, oh, you know, kids are leaving or kids are opting out. It's still college football. Like you're still putting on a helmet that says Wisconsin. You're still putting on, you know, your pads and everything like that. And you're still repping your team. Like, I don't understand, like... Yeah, I have fun players that I like cheering for, but, like, I'm not going to cheer for a team just solely based off of just one guy they have. So, it's so it's just so dumb because the NCAA college football is fun. I enjoy it. Could It could be better. It definitely could be better. Same with college basketball. Could be better, but the NCAA 
doesn't do shit about stuff until it's far too late or it's far too out of their way. And it sucks and it pisses me off because all they have to do is literally just take simple steps, establish some rules, and then just kind of work and go with it. Instead of being like, nope, it's always been this way. How about you just adjust with the times? It's not that hard, but they make it hard and it pisses me off. And so that's what like kind of was the tip of the iceberg. When I saw USC and UCLA, two teams from California are going to join uh, a conference that's basically made up of Midwestern teams. Why no one is like, you want to know what? No, you have to stay in your conference or maybe transfer to a different area or something like that. But instead, the NCAA just was like, oh, yeah, no, we can do about that. Yeah, they could make it so much better. And, and you know, it's like I've said, I, I know how to, like, work with stuff where it's like, ah, oh, you know, I don't like that, but it's worked out good over the years, stuff like that. Why they don't adjust with the times? I don't know why. Why they don't just kind of, like, establish some rules, I don't know why. I mean, don't get me wrong. When fall rolls around, like, I'm still going to be watching college football a shit ton. Absolutely. Because, you know, I love football and also I love college. Like, it's just, like, the whole atmosphere of it. You know, upsets happen so much. It's my pride and joy, all right? I enjoy it. And, you know, you're still going to have all the traditions. You're still going to have your whiteouts at Penn State. You know, you're still going to have jump around at Wisconsin. It, you know, you have your slight changes, but it, people act like, oh, it's the death of college football. Oh, it's not the same. Anymore. No, it's still the same. Slightly, slightly different. It's like when I know, when I see Braylon Allen score a touchdown for Wisconsin, I'm going to go, sweet, he scored a touchdown. I'm not going to go, oh, he does commercials now. It's ruining the game for me. It's like, no, no get, get off your high horse. Like, it's still basically the same sport. I just think it's like when you have changes like this where it's like you have teams coming in from L.A., it's like, eh, I don't know about that. But, you know, why create a committee? It's just dumb because they're literally in charge of creating the rules. The whole reason how the NCAA got created was because football, college football was so violent back in the early 1900s where kids were dying and Teddy Roosevelt was like, uh, figure this shit out or else I'm going to shut it down. NCA gets created. They figure out some shit. And look what it turns into. Yeah, establish some rules on something and it turns into a popular American product. Wow. Blows my mind, right? It's dumb. And another thing that makes me mad. One more thing that I'm going to try to get off my chest here before I finish up recording. The University of Wisconsin-Whitewater plays Mary Hardin-Baylor week two of the college football season for Division Three. This is a game, alright? Like, it's literally a game, but it is also Division Three game of the week, gotta be. Probably triumphs any Division Two game of the week. And also, too, I could even argue maybe for Division One, it conquers any game here. So listen to this, right? 2018, I believe. Mary Harden-Baylor, I'm trying to think back to my time at uh, Whitewater. 
when the Warhawks were in the football playoff. See what's nice? Division two, Division three, or I mean, I don't know about Division two, but Division three, they have a nice big college football playoff. You know, done correctly. It's also hilarious too that in Division three, they have a college football playoff. I believe they have it as well too for Division two. Uh, Division one, still a complete clusterfuck. Literally, again, blows my mind that the NCAA doesn't look at Division three and be like, oh wow, they have it figured out. All right, let's do it like that, or let's, you know, do it. It's but no, they're like, yeah, yeah, we're, we're dumb. We're only going to have four teams, and it's going to be a clusterfuck. And then we're going to make it be six teams or something like that. We're going to have it be six teams, something like that, next year. We're going to expand it to... I, God, they're just so dumb, it blows my mind. But anyway, back to this, right? I am going to try to get an online thing going. Try to get some Twitter buzz going about getting college game day to Whitewater. The chances of this happening are very, very, very slim. Because also at this same time, for Division One, Alabama travels to Texas to play. Uh, in case you are not up to date with college football, but you've decided to stick through this podcast, God bless your soul. This is going to be a big matchup for college football, all right? Alabama-Texas played for the national championship, I believe, back in 2009. Those teams have not met since then. This is going to be the last non-conference game. I believe I believe Texas and Oklahoma go to the SEC next year. They could be going this year. I could be completely wrong. I don't feel like stopping the podcast to check. But it's the first time Texas and Alabama meet. And it's going to be a big, big game, right? Because Texas has got... Some good-ass recruits. Alabama has been dominant since, you know, 2009. It's been interesting. The two teams have kind of went in different trajectories since then. Alabama wins the national championship. They reel off, you know, a dynasty with Nick Saban. With Nick Saban. Texas uh, fires a couple coaches. uh, Just kind of never getting back to the ability where Texas was this top five program. But now Texas has quietly... I mean, not really like quietly, but you kind of forget about it. They've got some guys coming in. They've got a really solid running back. They just landed a transfer. Quinn Ewers, I want to say his name. The number one five-star quarterback from, I believe, the 2021 class. Big transfer coming in, so it's like, all right, most likely he's going to go. But then all of a sudden, they pull in Arch Manning. And if you're wondering, hmm, that Manning name sounds familiar. Yes, he is related to the Manning brothers. He is the son, I believe, of Cooper Manning. Uh, So Arch Manning, the number one uh, prospect for the class of 2022 or something like that. I forget what it was. He is also committed to Texas. So Texas, pulling in some prospects, right? Uh, Also, too, Texas has uh, re-upped their stadium and everything like that. So big, big matchup. But one of the things that has already pissed me off about it is that it's going to go at 11 o'clock in the, during the day. Why, why the Fox Sports Network is so gun-ho about making the big noon kickoff such a big thing that they're going to take... Again, this is where the NCAA should be like, no, this is Alabama, Texas, two states that are like bloodthirsty for football. We're putting this on primetime. We're not fucking around and putting it at 11 o'clock on a Saturday. Like, that just isn't a big marquee matchup. 
2.30, prime time slots either 2.30 or, you know, 6 o'clock or whatnot. You know, let ABC carry it, let CBS carry it. Let them do the big time slot. 11 a.m. just does not get me excited for a big game. Because it's literally like you have to get up and then like that's the first thing you're doing, right? Watching the game. I hate it. I don't know why. No one is like, this is stupid. A lot of people are like, this is stupid. I hate the big noon kickoff. It's, you know, it's fine. I get Fox wants to try to take advantage of no one really taking advantage of that 11 a.m. time slot. But that's the whole reason why the 11 a.m. time slot exists, especially in college football. You have games that are most likely that are not like, you know, your games of the week. You don't expect much to happen, but you're going to have a couple of good games in there. And all of a sudden, upsets are going to happen. Top five teams have lost at 11 o'clock games. It's happened. And so what should happen is instead of, you know, taking that 11 a.m. time slot, it should just be just, you know, you kind of flip around or you get to join in halfway through the third quarter and it's all of a sudden like, oh, this is a really close game. I'm going to watch. Not this whole, you will watch at 11 on this network, 2.30 on this network, and then 6 o'clock on this network. No, that's not how it should be. You know, I want to be able to watch cool games like it, I don't know why it's so gun ho on like I get it but it's also it's not appeasing or pleasing for you know a viewer for me to watch so that already pisses me off that the fact that this big ass uh matchup between two potential heavyweights is going to be played at 11 o'clock I hate it so much then also too another thing Texas uh, past couple years have been very overrated. It, it's whatever. You know, like I said, they're just trying to find their groove back. But Alabama's probably going to roll in this game. But what's going to happen is college game day is probably most likely going to go to that, again, 11 a.m. kickoff. Because then it's like the big game of the day gets done, and then it's kind of like, well, what do I do for the rest of my Saturday? I like it when the game is at, you know, 7 o'clock at night. Because it's like I can get stuff done throughout the day, and then it's like, nope, tonight I am watching said game. So that's at, you know, 11 o'clock or whatnot, right? But I'm telling you, UW-Whitewater versus Mary Harden-Baylor. Mary Harden-Baylor in, I believe, 2017, knocked Whitewater out of the playoffs. 2019, UW-Whitewater went to Mary Harden-Baylor, knocked them out of the playoffs on their way to the national championship that they lost. But that's aside the point. 2020, obviously, there's not a season. 2021 rolls around. Mary Harden Baylor, a school from Texas, comes up to Wisconsin in said winter. Beats UW Whitewater. These teams have a lot of postseason history. They don't like each other. I don't like Mary Harden Baylor. I don't like the state of Texas. So when they play, I don't like them. That's a game I'm going to be going to. That's going to be UW Whitewater's first home game of the year. It's going to be a packed house. It's going to be your freshman welcome. The grandstands are going to be packed. The last time where a game was this big that Whitewater held was when they had UW Oshkosh. It was two top 10 teams. Uh, they set an attendance record for that game. It was packed. Great game. So what I am saying is for these, for college game day, to be like, you want to know what? We are going to go to Division Three. We're going to show off this game because it could be interesting. You know, when I used to be little, I used to always like it when they would just go to the big game matchups, right? But then after a bit, it's kind of like, 
you're going to the Cotton Bowl again. You're going here again. Like, you have a potential to be unique. I remember when they went to North Dakota a couple years ago, and I was like, why are they going to North Dakota? It turned out to be a great game. And, like, a lot of people in North Dakota turned up because it's like, you don't think, like, FBS, really? Give them some love. You know, college football isn't just Division One. Maybe you hit up a Division Two game. Like, could you imagine being a college student being like, yeah, no, I was there when college game day got to, like, roll into town. You know, it's happened with Madison a couple times, but could you just imagine Whitewater getting college game day? It'd be nuts. They got a couple options for, you know, celebrity guest pickers. Jake Coomer, obviously, number one. Uh, Quinn Minitz, the offensive lineman that got drafted by the Broncos uh, two years ago. That could be an option. They got options to choose from. You know, I, I don't want to be like, oh, it's a small school. You know, why would they go? It's just, it'd be interesting. You have these two teams that meet in the playoffs every year, and now all of a sudden they're on the non-conference slate. Like, that is shut up and take my money. That's a shut up and take my money type of game. I'm going to that game because of how nuts it's going to be. Like, it's just... When is it going to happen where you're going to have two top teams? You know, normally they meet up in the playoffs. It's a regular season game to start off the year. Like, shoot, why would you not go to it? I mean, come on. Give some Division three some love and show up. Come on, college game day. I'll let you in with open arms. Just give it a try. See what happens. Probably won't happen, but I just wanted to get that off my chest. I am going to try to... uh voice it out see what happens uh and hopefully they decide to go through with it but we'll have to see but that's gonna do it though for this week's edition of what makes me mad thank you guys for listening and i will see you next time thank you